Welcome to episode number 19 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I'm joined by a fellow geeky mom, Regina McMenemy. Hey, Regina. Hi. And then also by geeky dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. Hi, Stephen. Hey. Hey. So hey. We're, we're recording this the day after Christmas. It appears that we have all survived Barely. the holiday. Well, it was easy Mostly. for me to survive Christmas because I don't celebrate it. Um, but, <laughs> but I survived solstice. Yes. Uh, yeah. For we did a solstice thing this year, too. We did oh, a yeah. fire out in the yard. Cool. Yeah, and we didn't do anything like that. We just opened presents. and Temperatures, yeah. 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 Made, um, made a sort of fancy dinner, sort of, but not a lot. But anyhow, so, so yeah. And I spent, we didn't have any of the presents wrapped on Friday. <laughs> so, so I spent most of the day rapping. Um, and I had planned to record like three Greeky, Geeky Thrones Girls podcasts because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do them right. this week, really. Right. Um, sure. And then I had a cold and I just could not do it. My voice was gone. I was like, God damn it. I'm going to be so far behind now. Um, I'll just have to record every day right. for a couple weeks. So, but, it's not uh, that bad. You can handle it. Yeah, I think I can handle it. The other, th- I mean, the other thing too about just not—it's not just recording. That's the problem this week. It's that being able to watch the episode with Anna around somewhere is yeah. okay, well, that's, that's the challenge. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. So anyhow, um, Anna got. Uh, I don't know. What did you guys get? I got some pretty awesome stuff. Isaac got me like three or four Game of Thrones T-shirts. Uh, one of which I'm wearing right now. It's a baby Night King on an undead rocking horse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and there are a couple hard. more. <laughs> there are a couple more Funko ones um, that I got. One is of Jon Snow petting Drogon, but you know they're all cute and smiley. And, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, so that's cool. And then he also got me a Game of Thrones card game, which you know I was looking at. I opened up. It's not like it's not HBO license. It's like old, like yeah. your original art stuff. And I, the first thing I thought of was, man, I should ask Stephen what he thinks of this. And then I'm like, oh man, it's Game of Thrones. Stephen hasn't played this. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm familiar. With, I mean, I'm familiar with the company that makes it. And yeah, I know they're it's, really fantasy, good. it's fantasy yeah. flight. I turned it over. I'm like, oh, it's fantasy flight. I can just ask Jody what she thinks. <laughs> yes. Jody has definitely played many, many hours of that game, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Fantasy Flight makes really good yeah. games like that. I mean, so the fact that you played it, like I've played the L5R card mm-hmm. game, and I bet you they're very similar in the way they play, just flavored differently. I'm sure it was wonderful. And considering you are a fan of the lore and like, I'm sure that added that extra like, oomph, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, we played we played two games of it because he also got me um, two expansions. Um, so we've just been playing Starks and Lannisters because those are the expansions we got. We have so many more cards of those than the other ones. But like, you know, looking up like like rules and stuff for the for the longest time, I could not find where it mentioned how many cards you could have in your deck, and that number, the upper limit, is basically just how many cards you have like you have to have at least 60 but you can have more than that if you want wow. and that is kind of overwhelming <laughs> to be like i have to have 60 cards wow so um well, you know I mean, there's a lot, a lot of obviously like interconnected right. things and you, right. it's hard to, to learn, learn all that, yeah, yeah. Learn all that yeah. stuff right away fun fact 
<laughs> getting getting used to that game will get you used to playing Magic the Gathering Arena next year. Oh, yeah. Because I Magic is 60 card decks. Oh, okay. Um, I think there's like a promo going on where if you sign in, like download it and sign in and create an account because I think they're giving away a couple of packs right now. Oh, okay. So even if you don't want to, I think just down, just, just do sign it, yeah. in. Just sign in and like follow them on Twitter because like they do a lot of promos where it's like, hey, sign in and do this thing, just like Hearthstone does. I mean, they're really yeah. following the Hearthstone model. So I know that's not exactly what we're talking about, but just rem- I wanted right. to remember to tell you this. Yeah. Because um, like even if you're not planning on playing now, just do the thing and follow them on Twitter yeah. and they'll let you know. Yeah, and we got Anna. This is going to sound really funny. It's totally nerdy. So she's all into like collecting rocks and she thinks like all these rocks like if they look vaguely like a crystal then they're crystals and so she's all into that type of thing so uh we got her a rock tumbler um yeah that's not nerdy at all i mean that's awesome (laughs) um but it takes so long to do those things so at first we had it um in her playroom and it was it's rumbling, you know, making noise. And I'm like, oh, God, the playroom is right next to Isaac and I's bedroom. I'm like, am I going to be able to sleep through this? But it, it was fine. It was kind of like white noise. But then uh, my mother-in-law and sister-in-law got her a rock tam- tumbler because they failed to check with us <laughs> see if we had already purchased one. So, so now she has two, but she's happy about it. She's like, I can do so many more rocks now at the same time. So, um, but now they're in the garage uh, and it takes a long time. Like we haven't even had the opportunity to check right. on these things yet. Yeah. Cause it's like five to seven days um, wow. before you, like there are three stages and it's five to seven days for the first stage. And wow. Yeah. And then What's we awesome also about that is that's the kind of gift that's going to, la- that's going to have a long yeah. like shelf life yeah. because she's only going to have so many times of getting product out of it before she, right. so that's cool. Right. Like that's. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Isaac picked out bags of, like, we got bags of rocks from, like, different parts of the world oh, cool. so that they'll have different looking things. Yeah. And then um, we also got her the Harry Potter coding wand. I don't know if you guys have seen the, the air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the ass and stuff. It, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Um, the coding part of it is visual, like, it's like the block type coding. Um, it's really picky about the wand motions, though. Like, you really kind of have to be precise um, to get it to do what you want it to do. But other than that, it's it's super cool. It kind of slows down on our iPad. Our iPad is really old. So this might be an excuse to get a new one. Yeah, because she wants to do all this crazy stuff like, oh, I want this to be, you know, pink and fly and shoot off sparkles. And, you know, right. and the more complex stuff you add to that, the more of the um, stress it puts on the frame rate and everything. And if the frame rate is going too slow, it just doesn't pick up the wand stuff at all so um so yeah so um so that's the big stuff what did you guys get so (laughs) no no i mean man my kids got spoiled um so the big i mean the big guy got a coding wand um also it has not come out yet but i think that's uh, that is soon. To, the mm-hmm. last couple of days have been all about getting the video games set up. Right. Um, yeah. We got our second Switch, and I think we might have even talked about that before. But yeah, um, you were talking that you were probably eventually going to do that. Yeah, we well, we decided to just pull the trigger. We got the the uh, the Let's Go Pikachu Special Edition, um, nice. which is probably the cutest console on earth. I think <laughs> um, the dock has Pikachu and Eevee on it, and the Joy Cons. Um, when you rest the 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 switch in the dock, the Joy Cons 
match Pikachu and Eevee on either side of the dock. Um, so they like mm. the appropriate color. Um, it came with the Pokeball controller and all that. So, but I mean, interestingly enough, I've, um, I accidentally screwed it up by uh, logging in accounts backwards and downloading the thing funny. Cause I was doing it at like stupid o'clock at night. So, um, cause I told everybody it is, I went, I went, how many videos that I produce saying, right. just get your stuff out, set your things up. Um, and so I did, but I did it wrong. Apparently um, <laughs> Nicole's trying to, it was trying to make me feel better uh, pre air telling me that it was not my fault. It was Nintendo's fault because they make this needlessly complicated, which I don't necessarily disagree. Um, <laughs> so before uh, we, but I'm learning an awful lot about um, setting up consoles. So it's going to produce a whole lot of awesome content on engagedfamilygamer.com in, in the new year. Um, you know, but you know, the, it, it's, it'll be great once it's all set up. I was actually on the phone with them uh, with customer service or trying to get through hold with them. Um, fun fact, uh, if you listen to the messages that they put during their hold music, those are designed to remove like some of their top five frequent calls. Uh-huh. Um, and they told me not to call them to buy Amiibos. And that really makes me laugh. <laughs> You know, like some of the obvious stuff, like, hey, if you're calling us about the Piranha Plant DLC, it's no big deal. We're going to email you. That makes yeah. total sense that people would call them because they didn't, you know, whatever, because right. yeah. um, they didn't see it in the store. And, like, you can't transfer stuff from the 3DS to the Wii U. That also largely makes sense. Um, but don't call us for Amiibos. That just makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> um but they do have Legend of Zelda hold music. So, like, I can't get mad at that. I guess it makes sense. Why would Nintendo license out for music for their hold right. music? They've right. kind of yeah. got a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. They own enough. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So. How about you, Regina? Um, My mini got a for real friend. Oh. Finally, um, which she has wanted for probably a year. Um, so I got her a little Yorkie. It doesn't walk. It just like sits up and barks and mm. definitely one Christmas with that one. Um, <laughs> and a Calico Critters dollhouse. Um, mm. And those were definitely the winners on that side, along with a couple of other little things. We got like bath bomb makers and um, hair chalk. Because of course you did. Maggie, Maggie got a, a dollhouse for her um, Calico-ish Critters also. Awesome. There, there. She was her. I actually have a picture of her, and she's all. <laughs> when she saw nice. it in the morning, she had just had her hand over her mouth, and she was like, "Ah!" So, um, I got a heated throw, which I am lovingly under right now because <laughs> I didn't get dressed today because it's yeah. been a busy few days. Um, and I got a Surface Pro. Oh, nice. So I don't remember if I told you guys in the last recording um, that I got a new office. No. Um, which is a bit of a surprise. Um, you didn't tell us on the recording. You mentioned it in a post on Instagram. Okay. In a post, like, yes. Yes. So I, I have my own, well, I have my own desk and it's still shared office, but um I've been teaching part-time at my university since 2011, yes. 2019, and they decided to give me my own space. That's good, right? <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Amazing. It's unprecedented. Do you have more than one chair? 
I do. <laughs> Whoa, so you can actually do office hours? I can do office hours. I actually have a space where I have, you know, the room for a student to come in and sit and talk to me, and I don't have to drag over a chair from the other side of the office. There are technically more people in the office I'm in, but the space is used a little bit more wisely, and I don't have to share, because right now I had to share a desk with someone else. Um, so I, I posted a picture in our Slack of my desk, and there's a giant bottle of um, hand sanitizer, um, which is because I used to wipe down every surface in on my desk every time I would sit down at it, because I had no idea who was sitting there or what yeah ailments they may have and if you've ever shared a desk with anybody it's gross yeah <laughs> um so the one catch for the new i had a choice i could take a desk that i had to share with someone that had a computer or uh, my own space but it had no computer mm. and so we had a bit of a crisis with um what i was going to be using for work and i bought a tablet a samsung tablet before e3 um that i thought i was going to love and i hate it <laughs> like everything about it i hate and i shouldn't be surprised because i hated my samsung phone um but really part of the problem was that i got this cheap cover that had a keyboard a bluetooth keyboard that mm -hmm. was a little tiny keyboard and i couldn't i couldn't work on it because all of my working is like typing comments and stuff yeah and it was just it just not yeah. conducive to me getting any work done and so I had been talking to Chris and apparently when we had had this conversation he had already ordered the surface and I had no idea uh. <laughs> um and we're having a conversation I'm like the keyboard needs to be big enough because if the keys are too squished together and I can't type then it's useless for me yeah. which is what happened with the, the, the um tablet so yeah. it's been a little confusing yeah. for me because I keep forgetting it's it's actually a Windows laptop and not <laughs> right. I'm like where's the app for this and where's the app for that and Chris yeah. is like it's a laptop. Yeah. With a touch screen. You just, you don't need apps for everything. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. Then I had to laugh at Microsoft insisting that I use Edge and I'm like, Chrome for life. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I still get pop ups. It's like, hey, did you know that Edge is such and such percentage faster? Yes. I'm like, I don't care. Edge will not drain your battery. Don't you want to try it? No. Actually, I don't have any desire whatsoever. Yeah, up Chrome, synced my settings, all my bookmarks are there, all yeah. my work stuff is ready to go. Like, yeah, thanks. See you later. Bye. It, Edge <laughs> is useful, kind of. <laughs> I, would, I would rather Edge than like Firefox. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I mean, Firefox yeah. is, yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody that still uses it. My um, dad. Oh, okay. And my new work. Oh, really? I use it. I use it for one specific application, and that's it. Ah, uh, that's it. Like that, I can't do on Chrome. So, mm. yeah, that's it. That's all. All righty. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, it's the end of the year this year. So we are going to mostly on this episode, just because there's not really any news of any kind, just talk about our favorites from this year and kind of what we're looking forward to next year. Games. So this year was nuts as yeah. far as games come like <laughs> mm -hmm. big names, like almost throughout the entire year. Uh, big name exclusives. I guess I should say PlayStation had the major exclusives, all the big ones this year, um, which is one the of my favorite ones. Yeah. The one of my, uh, my absolute favorite game of the year was God of war. 
And uh, it seems like a lot of people online seem to agree with that, which is cool. I'm seeing a lot more of um, like Polygon and I think GameSpot too. I don't remember. Polygon for sure picked God of War as their game of the year. And, as did uh, IGN. As did IGN. Yeah. So like I was expecting like lots of people to pick Red Dead. So I'm kind of I'm a little surprised that 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 didn't happen. You're not surprised? I'm not. So, I mean... I listen to a lot of podcasts from a lot of different outlets and like the general consensus is that, um, you know, I don't think it works, worked out exactly like you predicted. Cause you predicted, you know, when the review embargo for red dead came out, everybody yeah. was just like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And I was like, yeah. all right, well, I guess I got, I guess I got to play this thing. You were like, well, it's just because, they gave it to the person that was most excited about it and they got really hype about it. And I bet you half of them are going to change their mind. And so I think it's a, it's like a sidestep from that. Like, I don't think anyone's changing their mind. I think the issue is everybody gave it a 10. Um, I think most of the people that gave red dead a 10 gave it a 10 because it was so impressive. Like it was hard Mm -hmm. not to respect it because of what they pulled off. Like the fact that they created like a living, breathing world, but that, that, and because that, that's just why they gave it the 10. Um, but that at the end of the day, God of War resonated with them and like made them feel something. Whereas um, Red Dead was just a wow moment. Yeah. And I think both of those are respectable. Like I think both of those are worthy of 10s. Like the, it's a craftsmanship is important, but it's just Rockstar doesn't try to create the same kind of game as God of War does. And so like IGN also gave Celeste a 10 this year, right? Which, um, you know, I don't know. I know, I don't think any of the three of us played, but like- No, I didn't play it. So, but like- I know a little bit about it now because it was nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. I'm like, what, what is this thing? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know what? I mean, I'm sure you have Games with Gold. It's part of the Games with Gold program for January. So um, so everybody with an Xbox One that has Games with Gold is getting it for free. Um, but like, so I think th- this is a matter of just respecting, you know, what they were going for, right? Like, mm-hmm. in the, I think, you know, I forget who said it, but I asked on Twitter once um, a couple of years ago, like, what is a, you know, like, what's a review? Like, how do you write a review? Um, and some, you know, and one of the best definitions they got was what were the expectations that were put forward versus how did they execute against them? Mm. Um, and, I think if you think about that, like Red Dead promised us basically GTA in the Wild West. And that's what it was. Like they executed against that goal perfectly. But God of War, <coughs> like who expected that? Right? Yeah. Like they told us it was going to be an emotional story. It was going to be a cool action game set with one shot. But nobody, I don't even think they expected that. Like if Corey Barlog tells me that he was like, a plus, this is what we were trying to go for from day one. Like, there's no way that he, you know, that because it, it, it was just so masterful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my grown up game of the year, no question. Um, and I played a lot of that stuff, uh, but yeah. God of War really stuck with me, especially like as a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that story really, you know, stuck with me, especially some of the less, some of the quieter lessons, like how you talk to and reveal information and how you try and teach your kids can have unexpected consequences. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the middle arcs of that um, and Atreus's journey along with it, like really, really hit me um, yeah. and taught me 
um, which is something that not meant never in a million years that I expected I would learn something about parenting from Kratos. Kratos. Um, (laughs) You know, like that line that he uses in the beginning, don't be sorry, be better. I use it all the time. Evan hates it. (laughs) I used it with you too, though. Huh? Ben said it to you too, though. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Dad, be better. He said yeah. that to you. I remember. <laughs> oh, do, yes. Um, but, <laughs> but he's but he's not wrong. Like it's a really good. Series. So I think that's that's the thing with the the Red Dead situation. I, not to mm-hmm. go on and off, but I've re, but I've really put a lot of thought of that. I, I I really don't think it's a recency bias thing. I think it's just a legitimately they're both masterpieces. It's just I think God of War just executed against expectations so well, and it made people like Kratos. And who liked yeah. Kratos? <laughs> Like, I want to go on his next adventure, and I never really gave a crap about him before, but now, like, after seeing the end of that, I'm like, all right, I'm in for that fight. Like, I was ready to have it. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess spoilers, but whatever, he fights people in that game. Um, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. That yeah. War, man. Oh, God. And that was the beginning of the year. Yeah. That was, oh, that was what, April? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was April. I know this, this year is nuts. This year is nuts. And so, um, you know, the other game that I really liked is Spider-Man. Yep. Um, and I just finally, finally just started playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And thus far is exactly what I would expect from Tomb Raider. And uh, it's very good. I haven't played very much, probably about three, three maybe four hours. Um, but it's good thus far. I've gotten everything that you've seen online that you saw in like trailers and gameplay demos and whatnot. That's what I've gotten through. So now I'm uh, at the part of the game where I am encountering things I haven't seen. So, and then I had to stop because I had to get my daughter from school. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. Yeah. So God of War for me, definitely. What about you guys? I mean, God of War is my grown up game of the year, but Spider-Man is my actual game of the year tied very, very closely uh, with Super Smash Brothers. Super mm-hmm. Smash Brothers Ultimate is really freaking good. Mm. Really freaking good. What a, I've talked a lot, Regina. What are, do you have a game of this year? I do. Uh, my video game of the year is Mario Party. Um, uh, again, we played it for Christmas, and it's just a winner everywhere. It gets yeah. the kids going, it gets the adults nostalgic and engaged. It's just a home run, I think. Yeah. Um, although we did have a hilarious incident where they unlocked um, mastery level uh-huh. AI and couldn't figure out why they couldn't win anything. <laughs> and they were playing and they're like, and I'm just hearing all this because I was cooking when they were playing and I'm like, all these things I don't understand what's going on or Yoshi it was Yoshi Yoshi keeps it goes everywhere he's supposed to I don't understand what's happening and then um, and then they checked and realized that it was the mastery AI and we oh. pretty much can't beat the mastery AI FYI yeah. um, but my board game of the year I'm going to have to give to the Harry Potter um, Hogwarts battle mm. um, because we played it all year like i bought it it was our christmas game last year Mm. um and we played it all year and i was kind of over it like the last time we played it with our game group i'm like okay we need a break from this and done um and then i had a friend come for christmas who had never played it but had seen me posting pictures of it all year (laughs) 
and he and he had promo cards that he had gotten from PAX mm. uh, that went with the game, um, which then there were only three cards and then really impact the game at all. But um, starting from scratch and playing with somebody who hadn't played it, and I played a different character. I played Ron instead of. Um, I usually played um, uh, Ron or Harry or Luna in the expansions, and so I played Ron for the first time, and so it was a different game experience. And my husband played Harry, and I just remembered all the things that I loved about it when we were first playing it, getting mm -hmm. to play it with somebody from the start again. Um, and it was really funny because he's like, "Oh, this is good," because you know you go through the first three games, and it's pretty easy. First three that follows the books or whatever. Yeah. So I got to book four and it started to get a little harder. And then by book five, I was like, okay, get ready. Cause it gets me now. And he's like, whatever, <laughs> you know, we got this. Cause we're, you know, pretty knowledgeable gamers and he's, you know, yeah. long lifelong gamer or whatever. And then <laughs> he kicks our butts and he's like, what the hell happened? I'm like, what the happened? What happens in book five? Like that they get yeah. me up. Like that's yeah. what happens. <laughs> So it's just it was really funny, and then it reminded me about like how well crafted it is this game mm. too. So may not have come out this year, but it was definitely. Sorry, right. cool. it could be the best thing you played this year. It is definitely um, best. Board I'm with you. I'm a, I'm I only play Neville. Only yeah. play Neville. That's what Chris <laughs> usually plays Neville. So uh, Eric wanted to play Neville. That was the first thing he said. I want to play Neville, and um, we're like, oh, Neville's the healer, you know, da 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 da. And um, yeah, so Chris was a little miffed because to be a hundred percent honest like actually it's true of the books too harry is kind of mediocre um yeah. just like as a wizard <laughs> yeah he's, he's kind of a generalist there. he does yeah. a little bit of everything and he doesn't really have like like ron is very clearly the ally deck you get allies that's what you do with ron you know neville is the healer hermione is spells like they have but harry's is kind of like harry's ah. Fun fact with Harry, it's really all about the stuff. Uh, like, his items. It's really like with yeah. Harry, it's his, it's his gear that makes him yeah, better. That, right, um, yeah. Well, that's his, what, you know, Chris. Which is really Chris, funny. Yes. Well, and it's true. Like, in the, it's true for the story. But because um, uh, he has the cloak, the invisibility cloak. And, mm -hmm. and Chris had never played with that before. And he's like, oh, this is nice. And I'm like, right. Because, of course, for Harry, it's his stuff. <laughs> Terry, yeah. <laughs> the stuff. It's his. Yeah. It's his, He's yeah. an item focused. I mean, Neville's kind of item focused in the later books, also. But yeah, yeah. but it's but it, the items kind of interact well with some of like his powers and just mm -hmm. like some of the stuff that he has. But Harry, like the only way to make him good is just good broomsticks and good yeah. you know other shenanigans. Like that's he gets really crazy good eventually. But yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah, it's kind of that's funny. what Chris figured out. Like he started collecting brooms and other things, and I think that it got a little better. But at first, he was like, "What does what does Luna do?" Um, Luna has um, Specter specs, which allow you to look at the next Dark Arts event and decide. Oh wow, that's if, so good! If you, so it's so good, especially so in the yeah. Yeah, in the, in the box expansions, it's especially good because they those dark arts events get particularly mean. Um, and she has uh, the the lion's head that she wears, the Gryffindor lion's head that she wears. If anybody else has a broom or Quidditch gear out, then she gets an extra attack for that. So that's on brand. It is. Um, it is. I got a Luna keychain this year for for Christmas, and it was pretty awesome. So. Um, I, I didn't get to mention this, but I did buy my wife a 10-inch tall uh, Pikachu Funko Pop. 
Oh, cool. That's awesome. Way bigger than I thought it was going to be, by the way. Uh, I don't know why, but I completely forgot how big 10 inches is. <laughs> LOL, that's what she said. But my, but so, um, but totally uh, the box came after I bought it from Target because it was Target exclusive. And the box was like as big as a coffee table. And I was like, what did I do? And it just turned out that they had to package it extra because it's a collector's item. And when Target collector's items from them they wrap it in so much bubble wrap so so much bubble wrap and uh yeah so anyway that's cool foot tall yeah. funko pops um I, so man board game of the year i didn't even think of a board game <laughs> i played you know what i played so many i think it's got to be fireball island but i was gonna just, say i, I my, didn't get to play that but i know it came out you were yeah hit my instagram and you'll see it so. yeah so, yeah you're hype yeah um, we got for Christmas the Christmas board game we got was Tokaido. Yes, yes. So good. And I got it for twenty bucks on Amazon, so I'm really excited. Twenty bucks. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to get mad at that game for twenty dollars. You know, it's it's fantastic. You know, and it's you know it's a good game, and then we've played it um, uh, eight times. Yes. You guys always strike me because it's it's funny how your family deals with it differently. And I mean, Nicole, I'm interested to hear what you guys do because I know you guys are kind of like a you get a few games and play up, play them heavily. So I guess that's probably where you go. It's like with us, it's like we'll play things and then just there's always new stuff coming. So it's like mm-hmm. we get a few plays in and it's time to move on. Right. It seems like you guys are both very very different. It's like when something comes in, you play the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never known us to play a board game the way that we played Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, we always end up getting kind of um, burnt out um, much faster than I had anticipated with the uh, Battle for Hogwarts or Hogwarts Battle. I always say Battle for Hogwarts because that makes more sense to me than Hogwarts Battle does, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, no, for us, is we um, we don't get a lot of board games because we can't find very much stuff that is two-player that is fun. So, And we picked up you know, Isaac said one of the reasons he picked up the Game of Thrones card game is because it's set on there you can play two player. Yeah. Um, even though two player is kind of like the, uh, the stepchild of the yeah. the, the multiplayer like one. Playing seven Wonders with it actually says in the instructions you can play two players for Seven Wonders, but they tell you not to. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you this. Duel is for. I mean, Seven Wonders Duel is literally the two player. Oh, yes. Oh, I know. We have dual. Uh, we're not. We we don't know. Um, it's very mean, and Chris and I are very competitive, and so we have to be like very solid relationship wise <laughs> before we play Seven Wonders Duel. <laughs> Real bad. Because <laughs> all you're doing is hurting the other person. Like that's all you do in that game. Yeah. Like punch, 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 punch. So. <laughs> And it doesn't have the satisfaction that we boxing had. So, <laughs> nice, nice. Oh man! All right then. Is that it for games? Is there anything else? I think so. I mean, of twenty eighteen, yeah, this yeah. year was so crazy. I mean, how about we had a Pokemon game that was supposed to just be a side shot, and it turned out being to be like freaking really good. Yeah, I think you know, uh, like, Pixelkin actually named it uh, Game of the Year, didn't it? Mm-hmm. They did, in fact. And you yeah. know what? I can't even argue with that. I mean, the reality is, um, honestly, I mean, Pixelkin's family-oriented gaming site, I think, still. Um, and so, like, even if a mainline site did it, like, if GameSpot was like, yo, let's go Pikachu's our game of the year, I wouldn't get mad at that. Like, I I really can't. 
it does everything it's supposed to do, and it makes Pokemon so much more accessible. Um, I got message. I've had so many messages in the last couple of days of you know parents that are playing Pokemon, parents who are Pokemon fans playing Pokemon like for real um, with their young kids. Whereas before they had to like resort to like lying to their kids and giving them a controller that wasn't plugged in and letting them pretend to control the Pokemon or like letting their kid tell them what to do. But you know, now their kids are actually playing the game, like legit, legit playing the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, I mean, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, So, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, I, you know, that's it. It's so good, right? I mean, have, yeah. you, have either of you guys played it? No. no. We probably um, will get it eventually because yeah. Anna loves Pokemon, but. Um, yeah. That's all right. You guys, I mean, hurry up because it's really good. <laughs> right now, so, the deal is, is Anna's watching Isaac play Octopath Traveler. Oh, yeah? yeah. Does she like it? Um, is she as Octopath as she was into Final Fantasy 15? No, because she was asking today to play something else with him. She's like, I don't want to watch Octopath Traveler anymore. <laughs> Octopath Traveler is kind of, I don't know if that's, has he done the dancer yet? I have no idea. Because <laughs> that one I'm like, I don't know if I want my kids watching me play as the dancer. I kicked Evan out. Movies and TV. You know, I don't usually go to the theater to watch things very often because of young child and no babysitter. I think we saw more things in the theater this year than we have since Anna was born. Yeah, we did too, actually. Um, uh, so, you know, I was looking back through, like, it's hard to remember sometimes what came out in the past year. But one of my favorites is one that we just saw this weekend, and that's uh, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Yes. was so good. Did you see that, Steven? Best movie I saw all year. Forget yeah. Avengers. Spider-Man <laughs> kicked it in the face. Yeah. Diddly. Yeah, it was so good. Regina, you went right too. Yes. Yes. I know. We we got out of our theaters like almost at the same time, right? Yes. Because you were posting on Slack, and right. I'm like, well, this is timely. I just came out yes. of the theater, and I'm like, hey, I just saw it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, and it's because I had Black Panther as my movie for this mm-hmm. year, which I still think needs its accolades for yeah. what it is culturally um but the spider-verse man into the spider-verse i loved yeah. everything about it yeah how crazy is that black panther was actually this year i know yeah, doesn't black panther feel like it was five years ago just because of the way that it's kind of like yes. moved into culture mm-hmm. and how it's affected things like it really feels like it was i mean it was freaking it was march it was march yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, oh god, and that movie was so amazing too. Yeah, but Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Um, I think, I mean, we had a character like we have the hero of an animated movie speaking Spanish without it being a big deal and with no subtitles. Mm-hmm. Like that for me, like that meant something. And just the way the animation was, I mean. Maybe a little bit of a seizure warning at the beginning was would have been right. maybe a bigger one would have been a little bit more useful because yeah, I went with yeah. the boys and Jake looked at me and was like, "Dad, like, what if a kid like gets a seizure watching this?" I'm like, "I don't know, man." Yeah, it was we'll making me uncomfortable. We'll call it I was, yeah, I was, it was, yeah, I was getting uncomfortable with it. I was just like, "Stop, stop, please!" And I'm like hoping I'm like, "Oh my god, I hope that this isn't something that continues like for like action sequences or whatever." 
um, but it didn't. So, so that was good. And Anna liked it too. Um, she's a big fan of spider ham. Uh, so much so that we were looking up like his actual comic book origins. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty funny. And then also too, I really liked um, Wreck-It Ralph. I thought Wreck-It Ralph was uh, yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah, that was one that we were thinking about seeing too. Um, I was debating while well, I talked about that in Slack too. Yeah. Whether or not we should go see Wet Thor or um, Into the Spider Verse and Into the Spider Verse one out. And Chris liked it. Chris doesn't like superhero movies a lot of the time, but he really mm. likes Spider Verse too. So he laughed out loud. Yeah. Not demonstratively emotive very often. So <laughs> <laughs> when he laughs, I'm like, yeah. okay. Then he did like four, four or five times. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. We got stars here. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, what about you, Steven? Was there something else besides Spider-Man? No, you know what? I, I mean, outside of really the only time I went to the movie theaters this year was for Marvel movies. So mm-hmm. um, next year I'm predicting that that might change just because there's a lot of other stuff. But yeah, no, those are those are the three movies that had the biggest impact on me. It was Black Panther, The Avengers, and Spider Verse. But man, man, those were so good. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, and as far as um, TV goes, I believe this aired this year. The second season of Handmaid's Tale was this year, right? Yes. It was. So Handmaid's Tale and Westworld. Um, yeah, were both big ones for me this year, um, but also uh, also. I guess you call this TV um, forever. Um, yeah. Prime original actually was probably the best one. I almost forgot about it. I'm like, how can I forget about forever? <laughs> it yep. was so good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's my TV stuff. How about you guys? I'd add disco into that mix. Mm. Discovery, Star Trek discovery. Um, yeah. I'd add into that, um, especially for the big reveal on the mid season. Um, finale. Um, looking forward to that kicking up here again in the, in the air as well because mm-hmm. they waited so they wouldn't have to have a mid-season finale so I'm assuming it's right. going to be all action like non-stop. Um, I don't know when it starts. January something. I suppose I could look that up. Um, it's yeah. in January. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's one for me. A Handmaid's Tale always. Yeah, and I'm glad you've seen it now, so you can be like, ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen, how about you? What's your TV show this year? I mean, I got two, um, and I've talked about them both on this podcast. I mean, the good uh, if for me, it's the good place. I finally found it. Um, I, God, I love every minute of it. My especially favorite is they somehow made a meme out of Blake Bortles. Um, who is the quarterback for the, well, who was the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And like they made a meme out of him. So one day, one Sunday he was trending on Twitter uh, because he was benched, but no one on Twitter could figure like most of gaming Twitter also is not NFL Twitter. And yet I am on both. So like he was trending and everyone was making good place jokes, but it was like, no guys for real. He's benched. He's trending because he was benched and, um, it, that added a lot of humor to my life. Um, but also I have to give, you know, the other TV thing, um, I'm going to include Netflix in this cause it's considered a TV show. Voltron is done. Um, season yeah. eight 
and I'm still working my way through that. It's really hard. Uh, it's hitting me harder than I thought it would largely because um, like, I don't want it to end because it's just such a good version. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm hopeful. Um, but yeah, that's, those are my two big TV shows. Um, and I think they're big ones. And I think they're, I think everybody should watch Voltron. That show is so damn good. <laughs> not, not just because it's a giant robot made out of lions, but it is actually a really interesting fantasy story. Like, okay. you know, with interesting characters, I think everyone should watch it. If for nothing else, watch one episode, just somewhere random in the middle, just so you can appreciate the animation. Cause the animation is also just really top notch for a TV show. Mm. DreamWorks cool. knows their stuff. I can't wait yeah. to see what they do next. Yeah, cool. Books and comics. I read. I always read a lot of books. I yeah. lose track of how many books that I've read. But my favorite this year was not actually released this year, but I discovered it this year, and that was the Alchemy Wars trilogy um, by Ian Tregellis. I forget. I don't know why I always... <laughs> Don't remember the authors. <laughs> terrible because I'm an author. Um, but uh, but yeah, that that trilogy is so good. Uh, steampunk universe um, with like uh, intelligent robots gaining free will, and it's just, it was such a cool world. Um, and sort of the story of how the main robot sort of evolves, and with the um, badass female character, <laughs> so good. Um, but then towards the towards the end of this year, I actually just finished reading them. Was um, part of the Winter Night trilogy. The first two books of the Winter Night trilogy. The first one's called The Bear and the Nightingale, which has got upset, um, accepted to be my book club pick for our book club uh, oh. next year. And uh, and then the second one is called The Girl in the Tower. Um, those are both really good, sort of Russian fairy tale ish in the vein of uprooted if people have read uprooted um just like my favorite fantasy book of recent memory and then i reread the handmaid's tale um just because i had to uh (laughs) and realized that that there was actually a lot that they put into the first season of the show that was Mm -hmm. not in the book oh yeah ends on a much more ambiguous yeah note than um the show because like uh she is you know captured and taken away but you have no idea exactly what, what it was yeah. that she did that yeah so yeah. that's how it ends but i love when books end like that so yeah. much left up to interpretation um yeah so so those are the books for me i know you guys don't read as much <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i think 90 percent of the earth does not read as much <laughs> uh yeah that's probably true although one of my friends one of my friends who's in our book club she did some crazy challenge this year where she read 300 books in the year 300 oh, yeah. i don't i think the most i think i've ever done i did 80 one year but that was the year i was like prepping for my dissertation and so mm. i counted all of my academic books as well yeah um but that was in addition to like a bunch of fiction that i read so yeah, yeah but that's the best i think i've ever been able to do i know most people i know a lot of people who shoot for like 40 mm-hmm. you know but um, that's like almost a book a week yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think my wife makes up for for me. Jenna, how many <laughs> books did you read last year? Throw out a number. Fifty. She probably did fifty. 50. Oh. Okay. But she makes she makes up for my average. I you know what I I read I mean, I wrote a lot of like papers. Do those count? Like journal papers, do those count? I read a lot of those. Sure. Yeah. Um so if we count those, yeah. I read a lot of, of those. What? Maybe a hundred. 
You read maybe a hundred? Maybe. She yeah, fifty is not enough. <laughs> the problem is my wife will read like four books in a in like a week. And then forget. And then she'll forget. And then yeah. So she probably read I bet she it's really like eighty or ninety. <laughs> you really do at, you read at least one book a week and there's fifty books a year. I know that there are books that you read more than three. So yeah, she definitely now that she's thinking about it, she put yeah. in so she makes up for me. Uh, but I have one book that I read this year that is my book of the year. Oh, you want me to say it? Uh, yeah. Preferably, yes. It yeah. is an audio um, podcast. It's, blood, it's um, blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier. Mm-hmm. I'm finishing it now. Um, but basically, Jason Schreier is the news editor at Kotaku. And he... Um, interviewed like a hundred, I mean, he interviews people constantly, but he interviewed a hundred people in the games industry um, at various events over the course of several years and had all those interviews transcribed and turned them into a book where he tells basically the inside story of the development of a lot of different video games. So he talks about the development of Pillars of Eternity, which was a Kickstarter game um, and kind of the stress of Obsidian um, you know, having to go from one day laying off of a bunch of staff and then being afraid they might have to close because they were only working on the South Park game in the middle of the THQ collapse. Yeah. Um, he talks about Uncharted 4. He talked to the guy who made Stardew Valley, the single person. That was a yeah. fascinating story listening to that. Um, Shovel Knight, you know, and some cancel games like Star Wars 1313. And he really, he he clearly knows everyone. Um, and I don't know. Do you know him? Jason Schreier? Nicole? No? Oh, Holy not. crap, Regina. We found someone in the games industry that <laughs> does not know. Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think we ever met. Um, yeah. So, Actually, there's a lot of people in the games press now that are sort of like the new blood that I, I don't know. Like I'll read a story on IGN and be like, I don't know who this person is. Well, I guess that's fair, but it, that'll never make that joke not funny to me. Right. <laughs> um, so, um, and all the joke has to be as funny to me for me to make it. So, um, so he, I mean, he knows everybody. It's He's really, you know, he's funny and he's really good at kind of expressing like how crappy things are. Um, and um, the one real like unifying message is that like, making video games is really freaking hard. And I really think very firmly that one of the biggest problems with game journalism and games discourse and games fandom is that no one except game developers understand and their, and their wives or husbands (laughs) knows or understands how hard video game development is like running a video game studio is impossibly hard and being a developer is not playing games all the time. And I know, you know, one could say the same thing about like making content around games, but that's Mm -hmm. only hard because it's unpredictable and it's making content is harder than people think it is. But like making video games is literally making magic happen. And, um, and that's impossible to do. And I think this book among some others should be like, I really think some portion of this book should be required reading for anyone that is a fan of games. Like I'm my kids will absolutely read this book. Um, because I think we as a you know like the gaming population, we need to understand 
how hard it is to get these things done because then we can appreciate the work that these people do to provide us joy, mm -hmm. right? Like I enjoyed Spider-Man for 30 hours, played it for 30 hours, and man, did I love every minute of it. Thousands of man hours went into that game mm -hmm. and like and millions of dollars and, you know, like the whole Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit thing that blew up within the last couple of days um, or weeks rather, like, you know, we don't have a new segment here, but like they added the Sam Raimi suit to yeah. the Spider-Man game for free. And it was kind of tied up with an outcry from fans. And some of those people actually thought that, that they put that suit in, <laughs> in a matter of a week because <laughs> they asked them to do it. And it's like, no, stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no way. Um, and so I think anyway, this is my, that's why I love this book. Um, I think everybody should read it. Cool. Um, because it it does fully encapsulate that. Cool. How about your Sorry. Can you tell no I do worries. a podcast by myself? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, uh, Regina? Uh, well, my book um, I talked about before, perhaps twice on this podcast already, is The Girl with the Red Balloon um, and The Spy with the Red Balloon. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to uh, one of the writers for the Geek Embassy, Tahani Nelson, um, and her book, The Last Fae, um, which I've only read the beginning of, but that was my let's read this for Christmas break book. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, you would probably like it, Nicole, it's about strong female characters. A battle pretty much starts from the very beginning of the book. Um, cool. Lots of fighting and capitation. <laughs> there are various and sundry violent things happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ch uh, check it out. Um, like I said, she's she's an indie author. It's a you know, published through Inkshares, which sounds like it's a a book imprint, but is really make believe. Um, <laughs> so whatever we <laughs> to help support authors on Inkshares, really beneficial for them. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. It's really make believe. <laughs> when it started, it was cool. When it started, it was it had lots of potential. It was that's um, where Gary went to um, publish his first book. Yes, it is, so. and it it definitely had lots of potential, and the idea was sound. Um, the execution of Inkshares itself is a little questionable, and another author I know has two books that are supposedly getting full treatment at Inkshares, and we'll see if either of them ever come out. <laughs> oh, I'm a little man. shade at the end of the year. Yeah, after my tumultuous year with them. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They changed. They changed like man manage or ownership or something. Yeah. yeah, the CEO left. The one who had like the actual vision was like driven out, and then somebody came in who's really. I mean, the the word on the street is pretty much that his um, uh, interest is in. Uh, really getting into Hollywood, like, um, um, mm. intellectual property, like, uh, purchasing and like, yeah, yeah. so they pretty much want to drive books from Inkshares into, um, IP warehouses mm. to, you know, to sell them to like Netflix and whatnot. And that's uh. really the drive behind the company. Um, and that they data mine the site for ideas to do that with. Um, mm. and then that's why they prioritize cause they will pick and choose books to prioritize and make full publications even if they're not getting the kind of crowdsourcing that other books are getting because they know they have interest from, you know, mm. TVs and movies to make them. So mm. it's kitty. Yeah. Little, little 
little yeah. questionable in how they're handling yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's switch gears and go to um, stuff that we're looking forward to. Let's just go backwards. So I'm going to start with books. Um, the third book in the Wit- in the Winter Night trilogy is coming out in February. It's called The Witch. The Witch. It's The Witch something. Witch in the Winter, I think is what it's called. Um, so very much looking forward to that. There are a bunch, like lots of the books that I read during the year are books that are picked by, picked by my book club. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading quite a few of those. Um, I'm not sure when they were released. Um, I'm reading one right now that is just really fascinating. It's called Room. Uh, and it's written from the perspective of a five-year-old who is living with his mother in this single room, um, which is his whole world. But we find out that she's actually been being held captive in this place. Um, so it's really, it's, it's super interesting. And like the five-year-old voice is like, could have really easily been terrible, but it's, I think it's done really well. It's believable as a child's voice perspective. So I'm about halfway done with it and it's, it's really good. So, but again, I don't know when that came out, but this is, this is our first book club look of the year. So, so is there anything book wise you guys are looking forward to? Uh, there's a new series starting this year by um, a mother-daughter uh, author team that I like, uh, PC and Kristen Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, they write the House of Night series, which is an oh, adult okay. vampire series um, that I really enjoyed. Um, Isabella hung with the first few books and then abandoned me and to my addiction. <laughs> Um, I was dealing them like drugs at one point in time where my friends were stopping by to pick up the next edition in the middle oh. of the night because people had to keep going with the story. They were, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> this was actually something that happened where we were like swapping books in the middle of the night. Because, well, my friend Julie used to work in late shift at Comcast down the street. And so she was like, I'm coming by to get the next one. I'm coming by to get the next one at like 10 o'clock at night. That's funny. Uh, but they, they have a new series coming out. Um, House of Nights meets X-Men in this exciting new series. So mm. we'll see. I give them a lot of leeway. I like their writing style a lot. And I think it's really cool. It's like a mother-daughter team. Yeah. Writing. Yeah. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. How about you, Steven? So uh, as before we recorded, you, you heard me say that I, I didn't even know you could find out when books were coming. Because a lot <laughs> of the stuff that I find out is just... Um, I, I find out way too late. Um, but there, are, so I have, my big thing is I'm looking forward to the conclusion of um, the, you know, the, the Dungeons and Dragons um, Waterdeep series. Cause they have, mm-hmm. you know, they put, they put out like three adventures in a world and then they move on um, and they put out two. So I'm presuming that there will be a third Waterdeep. Um, I'm actually looking forward to those largely because my son will be dungeon mastering those for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like his thing. He's, he's going to be all in on Waterdeep. So uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, he got the map for Christmas. If you look at our Instagram, you can see it. Like we got him, a, or my my grim, my mother got him a big map. Um, and then again, related to him, he shouted out to me when I said that I didn't know. He said that he's looking forward to the next Apollo book in the uh, from Rick Riordan um, mm. because the next Apollo book is coming out next year. And so there will be a lot of uh, tween to early teen uh, boys mm-hmm. losing their damn mind. <laughs> over uh, over that one. Um, yep. Disney bought the rights to those, so I, I'm guessing that once we have enough time pass, I'm sure we'll start seeing movies from those come by. Mm. Movies and TV. 
Oh man, next year for movies. Man. <laughs> uh, there's just so much coming out. So, so much. I didn't even get past just April in the list you sent us before I was like, well, there's three that right. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah, and Captain Marvel, I think, is the big one. Yeah. Um, Avengers. Like, like, I mean, I'm not as excited for Avengers as anybody. I am because they have to fix what they broke. <laughs> well, but here's my issue. In my mind, they already did. Um, and this is just because I'm a comic fan. And is it, you know, and it, it was after spending a bunch of time talking to like my mom about it, who was like kind of heartbroken. Like I finally got an opportunity to talk to like real comic fans about it over the holidays and all of the, like, and by real, I mean, people who are used to the comic book shenanigans. And like in my mind, the fact that they ended the movie on that and there's already a sequel coming, like it's for me that it's already been fixed. It's like, okay, so how are they bringing all these characters back from the dead? Now, like for me, I could, you know, I would be stunned if it, some of them didn't stay that way. I guess spoilers, but like, whatever. It's on Netflix. Um, this is one of those ones that I can't really do much. I mean, but like, you know, for me, it's already fixed. They, like they're already not dead. Go away. Um, <laughs> So um, for me, it's already fixed, but like, I'm still excited to see it, but I'm more excited about Captain Marvel than I am about Avengers. Um, yeah. Can I tell you what movie I'm more excited about than any of them? Like oh. forget, like they made uh, the Lego movie too. Oh, okay. Um, Chris Pratt, I think might be my, one of my favorite humans on earth. Um, and the Lego movie too, the second part, like God. I'm so hyped for that movie. You better go sit over there then. Um, I'm excited for a couple of movies, not really for myself, but because Anna is excited and I am excited to be able to go take her with them. And the first one is how to train your dragon, um, the hidden world, because she has loved how to train your dragon. Um, and that's coming in February. And then also secret life of pets too. I yes. by myself, I'm excited for that one. That first movie was so so well done. Um, so better than it has any right to be. Yeah. That movie should have been a waste. Um, yeah. So good. Uh, so um, any Frozen 2? Like, are we are we hyped for Frozen 2? What about you, Regina? We missed the Frozen. So, so Wreck-It Ralph didn't get you excited for Frozen? Like, no? Me? No. I mean, I, I know what Frozen is. I have many, many friends with young daughters who are a couple-ish years older than Anna. Yeah. So believe me, I know <laughs> Frozen. Yeah. Um, but she's she hasn't been into yeah, it. We, yeah, so. we got... We like the... My daughter liked the music, but she mm. still doesn't really like anything with any kind of, like, scary plot involved in it. Mm. Um, so anything that has any kind of, like, tension, she's still not really into. Like, we couldn't watch any Christmas movies this year because every time I suggested it, she would melt down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I'm not... And even if I was into Frozen, man, I would... I don't even want to be outside my house when that thing comes. Out. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, Frozen's gonna Frozen Two is gonna be insane. But you know yeah. what? Like this is, you know what though? We gotta encourage people in their fandoms because yeah, like, yeah. 
this is because that thing, man, captured a generation. It just so happens yeah. it's a very young one. But here's yeah. what's funny: like we all we know is that it's Frozen Two. We literally yeah. know nothing else about it. And I'm yeah. just saying, uh, I'm gonna call it right here: the Fire Nation is attacking. May not be the literal Fire Nation, but like they left so much out of that movie. I don't know if you guys watched it, but like they oh, left yeah, a lot I've out. It. I've seen it like once. All right, they left a lot out. They left yeah. a lot out. Most There's a lot of gaps like, in, in whatever yeah. mythology or whatever magic. And, I, and, and yeah. I think they did that on purpose. They knew what they had. I mean, people that make things like that know, right? Yeah. Like, so I can't yeah. wait. I, I'm super hyped for Frozen 2 also. I can't say it. I mean, I like the first one a lot. I did too. Um, but but it's not it's not the Lego movie yeah. too. But people, we haven't mentioned the fact that there's actually a Star Wars movie coming out. Right. I know. <laughs> And it's the one, the big one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I've, you know what? I've been going down the date list, and that one's at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but I forgot. Um, I skipped past one. One of this is the um, the remake of Pet Cemetery. Um, coming in April. I know you guys don't like the scary stuff, and then it chapter two is coming. Oh, um, yeah. This year as well. So, That's gonna um, blow things up because it was so like quietly big. Right, like it didn't yeah. get a lot of hype, and then all of a sudden, like everyone was talking about it. I think that one's gonna because of the number of people I'm sure who have watched it since then. The mm-hmm. hit two is gonna be huge, but next year also, um, I mean, we got, I mean, between you know Captain Marvel and the new uh, Avengers, we have the new Spider Man, yeah, Toy Story, Toy Story four, which um, I I cried at the trailer. <laughs> wasn't even a trailer. It was a teaser. And I cried at that. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, just gonna... we have live-action Aladdin, too. I'm actually really hype about that. Not so much too. about Dumbo. No. So hype about that. Yeah. But, and there's well, live-action Lion King is coming, too. There's three yeah, of those yeah. are coming next year. That's insane. Anna seems to be kind of interested in Dumbo. Um, like, we were watching the trailer, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. This whole, you know, mom separation thing i think yeah. it might scare her yeah. um honestly so um yeah uh, but anyhow bambi dumbo yeah. i don't know what they were thinking in that era yeah and they're like let's start the movie out even uh finding nemo or not yeah mm-hmm. finding, yeah, nemo. finding nemo. I, I iris watched the first five minutes and she's like nope done bye Mom yeah guys. bye i'm out i'm like okay yep Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there are more um, Marvel movies besides just Avengers. There's um, New Mutants. That's a Marvel movie, isn't it? Yeah. Is that a movie? Supposedly coming out Friday, August 2nd. Maisie Williams is in it. Um, On this cinema I list, I saw a picture. It's got Maisie Williams. I'm like, oh, man, what movie is she in? <laughs> and then I... Oh, and then- I guess. You guess. I'm not saying yes. I'm super excited for it. I'm just saying there are multiple um, Marvel movies. And Dark Phoenix, is that next year too? It's got a preview at the bottom of the page. Yes, that is next year. Uh, I mean, whatever. Just finish well, Dark the... Dark Phoenix finish. is uh, Sansa Stark. Right. So that's the only reason why I brought it up. Yeah, I mean, sure. Great. I mean, yes. you know, <laughs> I should really be excited about the X-Men movies considering Cyclops is my guy on yeah. the vision. But like, man, I could care less. I just want those movies to hurry up and come out so that Marvel can just reboot the whole thing and no. do it better. Like, I mean, 
monopolies are bad and I get it, but like I can't stop it, so I may as well get good movies out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should um, watch the um I, I forget what the first one was called where Sophie Turner was in, but he watched that on a plane or something and he was disappointed in it. Like he because he, he loves X Men. So um so I don't know. How do how do we think the Star Wars is gonna turn out? I have, well, yeah, I have faith too. I, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be good. Yeah. Because I think that the middle movies in the trilogy are often like well, I didn't, like them because they're bridge movies and so I think that the last piece is gonna be Yeah. So I'm very happy that they took that they took risks. They needed to. They mm-hmm. couldn't have yes. the same thing um, over and over again. But I so. liked um, The Last Jedi, so... Yeah, I did too. I really liked it. Yeah, I did Me too. too. Me too. Yeah. It's just, I thought the last two movies were great. I, th- I just think it's interesting, like, can they hit three home runs in a row? Mm. And this is one they really got to hit home. Hit yeah, this has to be, like, if this is going to be the, like, the thing, and they're not doing the stories anymore, like this yeah, yeah. I mean, do it. I mean, we know the internet's going to hate it no matter what. So. Well, it doesn't yeah. matter because the internet hates everything. So, yeah. Star Wars fans, though, I think really are the worst. Honestly, I, I pretty much have to go along with that. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. No, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. Star Wars fans are the worst. Well, I I shouldn't say that. Never mind. <laughs> I I had a student who wrote a paper about how. Star Wars was terrible. So did he plagiarize um, it? No, <laughs> unfortunately not. <laughs> um, was it for your move? Was it for your what, what class was that for? For uh, composition one hundred and one. Hmm. Oh, so he's just like fired that out there. He's like, I got opinions. Yes, <laughs> and he tried to use online forums as his academic sources. So oh man, there was that. That was fun. That was fun because. <laughs> That was flames. I'm like, yeah. How do you, is there even like, okay, so ignoring the fact that you can't do that, is there an MLA, <laughs> like, is there a, a way to like source that? You can cite them, but you can't use them as academic sources. Like there's a distinction. Like there's a way to cite them? Yeah. There's a way to cite online forums. There's a way to cite emails. There's a way to cite uh, personal interviews. There's, you know, you can pretty much cite. There's a way to cite YouTube videos. I think there's wow. even a way to cite like comments on like YouTube now. I huh? Don't hold me yeah, to that one. It's been but, so long since I looked at an MLA book. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, I guess it makes sense because I mean, if you're quoting yeah. something from someone else, you have to be able to say this is where I got this thing. Not the but, sourcing is more about this is where I got this thing. Not this is val- a valid right. way to use it. exactly. Yeah, you can I still say somewhere. this is this is where this information came from. So he could cite them, but he couldn't use those as like academic, academic yeah. sources, which was the thing I got to be like, oh, well, let's let's have a little lesson, which I had given in depth already <laughs> and sent them to the library where they, you know, go talk to it's a virtual class is online. So. You can actually talk virtually to a library and you can go, hey, I'm doing this research. Help me find sources. And they will either pull up in the chat and like link you to academic sources or send you an email with sources like, you know, help you find your information. 
And he's like, oh, she didn't find anything on my topic. I'm like, <laughs> really? There were academic sources that said the new Star Trek sucks because there are people of color in it? I'm sorry. Yeah. He says it was you literally his thesis. the new Star Wars. Right. <laughs> um, wow. She did provide him, though, with a bunch of sources that were talking about how diversity in, oh, yeah. in representation were important. And I was like, I love the librarians at my school. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me help you find a focus that will make sense. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Anyway. Well, let's move into TV. I don't think anything needs to be said from me. Yeah. <laughs> we know what's coming. TV yeah, this year. Is, um, is the third season of Handmaid's Tale happening this year? Regina? I think so. Okay. Um, there's also an, a book. Um, she's going to do another book as well. I oh, know right. that's coming out this year, but right. yeah. she's doing another book as well. But um, um, I do believe the third season is supposed to be this year. I don't okay. think it's the beginning of the year, though. I think it's like summer. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, no one's going to come out the same time as Game of Thrones. That would just be stupid. <laughs> no, I think that's why Discovery is like, they're like packing everything in, which Discovery airs on the 17th, by the way. Okay, cool. In case you needed to renew your yeah. CBS All Access. Right. <laughs> you know, I was talking about like these, I have to put some money into a new streaming service that I wouldn't have done otherwise so that I can watch um, a Discovery of Witches television show. Mm. Um uh, Stephen just had a conversation with your wife online about that and how she's upset that she uh, won't, doesn't want to pay the money to, for the one show. That was an expression of frustration, but like um, the more I, but really the more we, because th that was also under the impression that we were canceling cable, but we're not. So like we're, oh, we okay. might actually have access to that ch channel now because of our, we're talking about the discovery of witches. So we might actually have access to that channel. We should look at that list because we just had the cable guy come today. Um, but oh. realistically, even if we had to, if it's like $10 a month, the reality is if it's eight episode season, yeah, it's eight episodes, the worst yeah. case is 20 bucks, yeah. maybe 30, or you can wait until the last episode and just binge all of it. Cause if it's only 12 episodes or whatever, like if it's yeah. eight to 12 episodes, that's like a Saturday. If you really muscle it out, like right. whatever. Yeah. I mean, just do it. So I'm looking forward to that, cautiously looking forward to it, because I really I don't have any type of gauge as to how well it's going to be done. The author has been very involved in it, and she seems to really love how it's gone. I know that the actors, not so much I don't know their acting ability, but a lot of them look exactly like I had imagined those characters looking, which is mm -hmm. really kind of surreal. Um, but, uh, but one of the... Uh, one of the villain, I guess, yeah, he's a villain character, is played by the same actor who played um, Alistair Thorne in Game of Thrones. So, um, so that should be cool. Um, and then, obviously, Game of <laughs> like I said, I don't know if it needs to be said. I am learning High Valyrian in Duolingo. <laughs> that's that's how... that's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. I had no idea. I was looking through Amazon. Isaac told me to like tell him what I wanted. Um, for Solstice. So I was looking through Amazon and they have a book about Dothraki. And I'm like, well, you know, Doth like, oh, Dothraki, that's cool. I really would rather learn High Valyrian. So I was searching for, you know, a book about High Valyrian. And then the, the, in the search just popped up Duolingo has High Valyrian. And I'm like, what? 
<laughs> so, um, and if you're a Star Trek fan, they have Klingon on there too. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. You know what? I'm excited about it too. I'm excited about it too for a couple of reasons. One, because I want to experience it and kind of be in that moment with you, mm-hmm. um, which I think will just be a cool experience. Like as a new fan versus an old fan, that's a double meaning. Um, and um, and uh, that was awesome, by the way. Um, and second, just because I think it's going to be a really cool cultural moment, right? Like how many years yeah. has the Game of Thrones thing been like? Game of Thrones obviously has been around a long time. So Song of Ice and Fire was published what in like the nineties, right? Yeah. Like so, but like it really grabbed the nerd culture by the throat mm-hmm. um, recently, you know, and well, how, when was the first season, Jen? When was the first season of Game of Thrones? Five, six uh, years ago? So, yeah. We just finished season seven. So, yeah. Yeah, it was 2011. So, 20, so, less than a decade, but like seven years. So, like, it'll be really cool to see it kind of like come to an end and like have people be able to like really grasp like the entire piece of it. Like, I just am really excited to read the think pieces and listen to the podcast and like really kind of get in with that. So I think this is going to be a really yeah. cool time for geek culture because we live in a world where, where nothing ever ends. Right. You know, yeah. and this is going to be different because there's going to be more Game of Thrones stuff, but it's all going to be prequels. It's yeah. all going to be more spinoffs. In, like, this really oh, what we already have. Yeah. Yep. Like this yep. is going to straight up end. And I think that's kind of cool. My only issue is um, I remember what happened when Mass Effect ended. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! We in, we interviewed uh, the social media manager for um, Bioware right after all that happened. Man. The thing is, though, you can't you can't patch a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, so, here's the thing, though. Here's yeah. the thing, though. Wait. Counterpoint: Yes, you can because he hasn't finished the last book. Right. Well, but I don't think they're going to do anything to the TV show. I mean, once that's yeah. done, no, it's done. No, but like. But this is my only my only pause. It doesn't matter is, because he's not finishing. But <laughs> so. wait, hold on, wait, hold on though. What if the what if and this is purely a what if? What if the TV show ends and people are unhappy with the answer? He then has that feedback and he goes in and writes the book differently. Maybe that's why he's waiting. He's like, I don't know. I'm not idea. even saying that. That might not even be that deep. I don't. Oh, I don't know. I think is. he's too busy. You will uh, crowdsource too- them for me and test them out, and then yeah. I will run the one that works. Yeah, I mean, moving forward in the in the books is is hard because he has. There are things that are almost directly contradicting the current plot in the in the show. Yeah. So. I just think it's interesting. I mean, it's a possibility because yeah. he does have the ability to patch the ending to be like, hey, I don't. I can make it different, and I think. Not that I think he would or that he'll even finish it, but I just think it's interesting. He does theoretically have the ability to patch the ending, and I find that kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, but man, I'm so I'm stoked. Cool. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, um, I posted an article up on Facebook. I shared it with you guys too, right before the show. It's a sci-fi um, article talking about the 19 things we most want. Oh yeah. Did you yeah. look it over? I did Nicole? look it over, and I was like, I thought, oh, Regina. They want the same thing that Regina does. <laughs> you want to stand on the throne. <laughs> well, that was I shared it specifically because the third one on the list is yeah. on the Iron Throne. <laughs> yeah, because Regina wants that. Uh, my, uh, you want that too? 
she's not gonna i don't like i'm gonna be like spilling the beans on all of my predictions right but. no we should do a prediction um, show though before this yeah that starts before that episode. yeah um i don't think she's gonna die there's that no. one and i don't yeah. think her presence is going to be insignificant but i don't think she's gonna be gonna on the throne. throne no we'll see yeah i'm not the we'll only see. one who thinks this though so i feel a little better about that <laughs> also, there's a, now. See, I'm currently obsessed obsessed with Spider Gwen. Um, oh, right. After watching um, Into the Spider Verse, and I'm going to pick up the book and start reading her series. Then I'm going to learn how to sew lycra, and we'll see how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Um, so, Stephen, what are you looking forward to? In TV or Regina too. What are you guys? Right, so the Game TV? of Thrones thing. Um, but I'll, this is going to sound crazy, but I am super interested in two, I guess, reality competition shows in January. Okay, so I am. Su- have you guys seen the advertisements for The Masked Singer? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Imagine this: B D to B list celebrities. I am sure. Um, come out and do a competition show, a la the voice or American Idol, whatever. But the difference is they are wearing masks. So you don't know okay. who it is. And so they are singing and performing. And every week people vote to kick someone off the show. Um, and as they're kicked off the show, they reveal who they are. I am super fascinated by that idea. I think it's total like just schlocky TV, but I think it's really interesting because I like being in on the, I wonder who this person is. Mm. Um, and so I'm interested in that. And the second one is the Titan games, which is Dwayne Johnson, the rocks competition athletic show, which is okay. basically just American gladiators, but it's like way over the top because since the rock is involved, they have more budget and mm. it's just, um, you know, it's just, American Gladiators with The Rock as the host. And it's just, I just can't not watch it. And everything is so over the top. There's like flames everywhere. And it's like very post, like it looks like something out of, it looks like it was made like for the road warrior. Like it's just super crazy. <laughs> so I'm really excited to those two things. They're in January. I'm going to watch them. Um, I don't know how long I will stick with The Masked Singer, but I'm at least going to watch a couple episodes just because I'm kind of interested. Um, but yeah, the Titan games, I'm watching all the way to the end. I'm all in on this because I love The Rock. And even though I'm sure he's only in it for like three pre-recorded segments of each show, um, I just think it sounds awesome. Yeah. That's it. So right. totally flipping gears. You guys are all like intellectual and like getting into like some real good stuff. And I'm like, how about some reality TV, folks? <laughs> Let's do it. But at least it's not like Teen Wives or, so, or Teen Mom or, or something. Yeah, or The Bachelor. For me, it's like I love competition shows, like real competition shows. And so I'm I'm in on these. Just the old form, formulas are just kind of old. And they've just run their course. These are different. So I'm in. Yeah. All right. How about you, Regina? Uh, it's pretty much Game of Thrones for me, too. Um, I don't know if Westworld's coming out. I'm always looking forward, looking forward to Westworld, too. Um, what? Oh, uh, Runaways just came out. I haven't watched it yet. Um, that just came out about a week ago, so mm. less than that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty. I mean, I don't know. It's the end of Game of Thrones, yeah. and it's the end of Star Wars this year. Let's just sit on that for a little bit. <laughs> and, and, and if you would like to become depressed, 
Avengers as well. So we have right. Game of Thrones, Avengers, and Star Wars all ending this year. So, I mean, 2018 was big. Yeah. 2019 has got some, some sizable stuff happening. So pop culture-wise. Yeah. Steven and I were talking before we started recording. Um, so Animal Crossing, which I didn't realize was confirmed, um, for this year. I mean, all but confirmed. I mean, all but confirmed. Nintendo has said 2018 and they haven't said dates for anything else. So I believe them until I am told otherwise. Okay. So, yeah. So if that happens, then yeah, definitely I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Other than that, man, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe sort of Anthem. Um, and my issue with that, which I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, is that it seems to be so focused on multiplayer that I think it's going to have a really hard time delivering the story element that I want. And also like one of the things that I love a lot about mass effect and dragon age is sort of putting together your team of NPCs and seeing how they interact together. And it doesn't seem, at least from what I've heard, it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to do that with Anthem and, that's um that's a big gameplay element um uh, in my mind that I would be missing. So but other than that, man, I don't know. I, I mean I totally expected this year to be kind of quiet. We had a huge year this past year. We're probably looking at next gen console stuff hitting in twenty twenty. Um so I totally expect twenty nineteen to be sort of a quiet year. But Steven, I guess you, you disagree. So what are the things that you're looking forward to? Well, I mean the, the the big one that for me that doesn't really impact really Unicol is I mean it's Kingdom Hearts three right it's a very big deal um so that is probably sitting at the top of our you know collective most uh, most anticipating games and that's like right at the beginning of January however some other things that we know are happening um you know for example just to run down our list real fast it's Animal Crossing and Kingdom Hearts three. Um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles from the GameCube is getting remade next year, and I mm-hmm. think that will, I think that will stealth be a very good game um, because yeah, it, we had that for GameCube. It was kind of fun. Don't you remember how annoying it was to have to use the like the the freaking yeah. Game Boy Advance stuff? Yeah. Like, how cool is it to just skip all that crap and just play right. it on the Switch? Like, it yeah. just feels like that game, especially if they give it some quality of life improvements. I think that quietly could be one of the better games next year, especially for families that like to play multiplayer. And again, mm-hmm. that's family stuff kind of impacts us. Um, Anthem is very close to the top of my list um, because I like Iron Man and I want to play a game as Iron Man with lots of other Iron Mans. Um, <laughs> uh, also, impossible to understate, um, next year is 100% Gen 8 Pokemon. Um, and that's going to set the world ablaze. Um, and then some uh, some indie games are uh, a game called The Pathless, which is by the same company that made Abzu. Um, I think that game is going to be very beautiful. It's like an open world exploration. You're like a hunter trying to cleanse these cursed animals. It's got a very interesting art style. And then Eichenfell, which is like an old school role playing game, a la like Mario and Luigi RPG. Mm. Um, but it's set in a wizarding school. Uh, So I think that's going to catch some people, kind of like Undertale, maybe. Um, And also, this is a quiet thing, but I think a lot of nerds are going to be really in on it. Um, And I've been saying that a lot, but I think this is also, it's um, uh, WoW Classic is this summer. Oh, yeah. And um, that sounds really stupid. (laughs) Um, 
And, you know, people are like, oh, my God, how can you possibly put WoW Classic? But I really think that there are going to be a lot of people, they're going to be in on that. I think that's going to be real big for streamers. Um, like, I'm going to stream it. Um, you know, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think WoW Classic is going to have, like, a, I think it's going to really kind of grab some people next year. And so for some people, I wouldn't be surprised if it's their game of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it brings them back to something that is so important to them um but that they'll never find again um so yeah those are there's a lot of games coming out and then there are some we know there are a bunch that haven't been announced yet that are coming um i know sony's gonna have a quiet year but you know that's okay they they deserve one they can have the year off after god of war yeah and spider-man and i mean listen they could have had the year off after god of war and they put out spider-man afterwards and i was like well Oh, man. Um, well, Regina, what about you? Are you looking forward to? I don't really have anything on my radar quite yet (laughs) (laughs) for games. Um, so, um, part of that is that, you know, Chris and I are playing Dungeons and Dragons online and that's pretty much our game for the next year. And it's not shiny and it's not flashy and it's definitely not new. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's new content in it from when we played it in 2011. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we just bought like packs that will allow us to um, regenerate because the, the way they kind of do things is if you, once you max out your character at level 30, you can um, get a bonus once you take that character and start a new class from mm. one again, and then you get more hit points and more, not hit points, more spell points or whatever it is that your class requires and so uh we're sort of angling for like what our next regeneration is going to be and then that Mm. makes the game more sophisticated the longer that you go through that process so Mm. cool but we're going to be playing for the next year (laughs) because we've committed to it now so and it's cool and we we play it and we're enjoying it so yeah like is there anything on the board game front you guys that you know is coming I don't know how I mean, far so many, you know that. I mean, there's a lot of Kickstarters coming yeah. um, that are that are games that have been. So I don't know if those count. Um, there are announcements. I haven't really started looking. I have not started looking at them. Um, but man, it, it, the, the thing about board games is so weird. Like they just keep getting bigger. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one thing I will say is next year, Restoration Games is doing the Kickstarter for The Dark Tower, not to be confused with Stephen King's The Dark Tower, but The Dark Tower board game, which is, you know, like a legendary board game that involves like this big literal dark black, rec- you know, like cube thing in mm-hmm. the middle of the board that was electronic and lots of people want to play it or have played it and it's impossible to find. They're kickstarting that and I think that's probably going to make a pretty big splash. Um, but man, there's so many you know, title blades and, you know, some other games that were Kickstarters from this year that are hitting next year. It's tough to say. Cool. All right, then. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. Let us know what your favorites are. Um, you can also tweet at us at geeking moms and we have a Facebook page as well. Uh, I am on Twitter at Nicole Tanner. I recently started a solo podcast called Geeky Thrones Girl. Uh, I'm going through episode by episode and giving you a big plot overview for those of you who would like to catch up 
and be ready for the final season, but do not like me. Really want like see and don't really want to watch all of that stuff. And I can so much faster, so much faster. Or if you watched all the episodes and you just want a little bit of extra data from somebody that knows, yeah. like that literally knows their stuff. Nicole, you better write a book about this when it's all done because for real, <laughs> I can't. Say no, it. for real, for real, you must, you must. <laughs> Um, pay somebody to transcribe your podcast and turn it into a book. I swear to you, she, you know, you know everything. And so you express it so entertainingly. Also, she explains what happens in the books in a very family friendly way. So if you want to get caught up on Game of Thrones without talking about all the the naughty bits, <laughs> hashtag double meaning. Um, absolutely. Yeah, not just blowing smoke because Nicole's one of my friends. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> Trust me, if you know our relationship, you know I would have no problem saying if it was not great. But it has been super useful to me. Yeah, um, it's funny. So- one of the episodes that I recorded like ended up being, I don't know, like five minutes shorter than all the rest of them. And I'm like, man, why was this one five minutes shorter? And then I'm like, oh right, that's the one that had that really long extended brothel scene. So that gave me a lot less to talk about. I'm like, here's a brothel scene. You know, so. Exactly. It was amazing. Uh, uh, Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy and host of a Game on Girl podcast. What is it that you would like to talk about, Regina? Um, I needed a break. Um, so I'm not doing content until next year. So I'll see you all then. <laughs> all right. Steven is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. What's going on over there, Steven? Well, we, uh, as as we did last year and as we will do moving forward, we actually take the last couple of weeks of the holidays off producing, you know, like actually publishing content. With that said, um, on New Year's Eve, we will be publishing our, uh, I will be publishing our games of the year. Um, so we're writing up our accolades and getting those ready. And then on New Year's Day, I will be publishing our um, games of, the, our most anticipated games of next year. So those are going to be, and then we're going to, you know, kick into high gear. 2019 is going to be insane if our plans actually come to fruition, which I hope they do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So happy new year, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.